sometimes you 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 know you don't appreciate what you have until you're about to lose it type of type of thing. Mm. And some guys will be in a relationship with a good lady. Some girls will be in a relationship with a good dude. And they don't see that because their head is on a swivel. Or because their 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 spouse is boring or some some shit. You know how people right, is 80-20 right, right. a rule. Right, right. You could be having everything that you Bikes. need in a relationship, but Bikes. the twenty percent is what catches your eye. For sure. For sure. And then you go step out, get annoyed by the person you date and decide whatever it is, and you go home and realize What the fuck was I doing? What the fuck was I that thinking? Was stupid as fuck. I'm good over here. Gary Cowan is a man that I'm honored and blessed to have on this platform. One of my closest friends is a man who really has a heavy value on relationships. He's going to show you the importance behind relationship. You ever heard the saying before, relationship could get you in doors that money can't. If that was a person, it would be Gary in his shoes. You're going to, if you don't have any good relationships, bad ones, look at the value this man brings caring about the people around him for real in all aspects this is going to be a great one for you to watch and understand tune in to in the living room podcast where we learn laugh and hear all right so it's this is a special one for me one because when it comes to content speaking um and in the beginning of my development, speaking in front of rooms, from the very, very beginning, on like, when people didn't know who I was, you kind of saw me in my element. Then to speaking on stages, to then asking me to fly out internationally to speak to a, a successful group of business people that which you are very intimate with. To me, allow me to share the stage with people and now be on a podcast, you've had your own podcast. A man that I've always admired in words, in realness, in authenticity, who you are as a man, who you are to your family. Bro, it's always been somebody I love and respect. So today's going to be a, up, a, a, a great episode. I got the one in the, the myth, the silent fucking killer himself, <laughs> Mr. Gary Cowan. That's crazy. I can't dodge that name. Nah, <laughs> you can't dodge that name for the end of the world. G, how you feeling, bro? Ah, man, I'm feeling good. Um, I'm happy to be here. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I guess we'll get into the story of that, but I'll say, uh, for me watching, man, you've been doing your thing. Your intro, I always told you, I see certain things, mm. I see things in you, and what you're doing right now is exactly what I wanted you to exercise, just in a way I never thought you'd do it. Mm. But I see it, and it's, and it's you, man. I see you in your form, man. I appreciate that, appreciate, bro, I'm bro. glad. I'm happy to be here. I'm, so, I'm super happy, bro, that you even um, sharing that with me, man, because... You're a person I call. It's very few phone calls I make. So just so y'all know, when I speak on some of y'all in isolation and y'all not making phone calls you're supposed to be making, this is the man I'm calling. You get what I'm saying? One, when I was in my, I think I want to start here. When I was in my darkest, before I knew it was my darkest, I moved to Florida. Right? Because I usually start with the first memory I have of Gary. And I kind of want to change that here. I want to get right to the punch of like, understand when I was going through my fucking worst, and I say this emotionally because I wasn't doing that bad financially in relationship. But I was going through fucking a lot. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> like, and the person I continued to call was Gary. Here's why. He's a married man. Not only is he a married man, he's been with this woman for how long? About 17 years. 17 years and married for nine. Nine, yes. So I know this person has credibility has the right come from, 
and it's not going to give me what I want to hear. It's going to hear me what I need to, going to give me what I need to hear. So today, bro, before we get into how f- this guy is fucking rich, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Before we get into, that way, right? <laughs> he's very fucking rich, okay? A very rich friend of mine. Before we get into his money, his accolades and business and stuff like that, I want to start with your upbringing, how I think you were raised, who you are with your mom, your brothers, your sister. Mm-hmm. How did that translate into your relationship, you know? And I want to speak on first we want to get relationship shit out the way instantaneously, I think, in my book. And then we'll speak on your accolades and money, business, et cetera. All right. Um, so uh, both two loving parents, they're still together. Mm-hmm. You know, my parents have grew up next to each other. They've been married probably since they were born. But basically, <laughs> they've known each other, grew up as kids. You know, I'm, I'm, they're Jamaican, both born and raised. I was raised in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And I learned a lot from my parents. Good examples. You know, you know, I mean, you don't need a good example to learn something from somebody, but it's a good example of family because I see sacrificing with a lot, a lot what it takes. And a lot of the teachings are a little bit more unorthodox, even though it's traditional that much. And I'll explain later. But my upbringing is my parents have, are still together, still both live together, Fire. probably over 40 years of marriage or something like 40 that. 40 years of marriage. Over that. I'm probably doing this justice. We're probably yeah, in their 50s, so Fire. probably about 40 years or something like that. Um... Brother, younger brother, older sister, we're very tight-knit. Family is everything to me, but not everything to me. What do you mean by that? <clears throat> they say blood is sticking in water, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. But what happens is if blood clogs, it could kill you. So if you have certain people in your family that he's just, he's just getting fucking you feel that you feel obligated to, that mm-hmm. shit could be the demise of you. Sometimes friendships you know, feel more fluent because it can you know, fuel you better. So, but what I mean is the, the hub that I have in-house, my house matters. What I have at home, what we shelter matters. The outside world doesn't matter to me. So if I live with my mom, if I live with my brother and we're all in the same house, the immediate family to me matters than the extended sometimes. I need to make sure home is good. Bro, I'm going to just, I'm, I'm gonna, this is what happens when you said that to me. When you say that, this is what I just come to mind. I just want to get on here and say my sister, mm-hmm. to my lovely sister, Madly De La Rosa, I fucking love you. Regardless of anything and anything, I love you forever. You stupid mother, beautiful <laughs> fucker. I love you. If you say that, that's all I wanted to say. I fucking baby. love you. So, this is what I want to speak on because I've seen your parents. Mm-hmm. And I love your parents. Shout out to the Cowens. They heard I was coming here. My mom like, oh, oh it's shit. lit. Yeah, you know what I did see? I see where you get your perspective and being able to... I spoke to your mom, and her questions will always be on, like, so don't you think? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, okay, so how about you think? And it's my opinion is welcomed, even though I know she is the parent, the seasoned mind, mm-hmm. is to never seem like I was being belittled. It was like, hmm, this is crazy, because she's asking me questions why I really feel like I have the right to say so. Right. And I know it's just to see where I'm at. And it was amazing. And your mom's also a very student. Like, to see how she would ask questions about She asks questions. Very big on, on, on learning, understanding, seeing different sides of things as, as, as old as she is. And not old by age, but as old in terms of traditional mm. and how she was raised. Um, but also, one of the main things I learned from my mom is uh, that's where I get the, that, that, that asshole side of me that everybody likes. Because yeah. she is uh, one of the biggest trolls that I know. Mm. And it comes from her being able to learn things and see it and 
you know, so you know, dissecting. So yes, we're we're very open to knowing people, understanding. And then I think the silence comes from the dad. Yes, for a fact. Is, I seen your pop say three things. <clears throat> that's it. Total. Me and so my dad conversations are like this. Head right. nods. Smiles and head nods. Like, so here's it? my thing right here. Let's get right to it. Gary, I don't know if I believe in marriage. Here's why. Me. Mm-hmm. Speaking from a single man. Okay. Um, do I believe in love? Absolutely. I think nothing beats love. Mm-hmm. But marriage, to me, is designed from a business standpoint, me. Um, I think there's so many, and here's what I say about that before when you all watch this. If you don't get what I'm saying yet, shut the fuck up and wait. (laughs) They already (laughs) in the comments. I already hear the comments. Calm down. Here's what I mean. I don't believe that I need to sign a paper. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm supposed to have certain titles to express how much I love and care for somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, Chris Rock has great sayings on like, you know, it's marriage with a prenup is you have to. Like if y'all come here with everything, you come here with a bag. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. Et cetera. So you being a man who's married, for me, it scares me um, to see how people change once something is written on paper. I feel like characters change. Um, I'm speaking from experience on like being in a relationship when you got in here with somebody. Mm-hmm. I moved in with somebody and it was like, you're supposed to. I think you're supposed to, I'm supposed to. What the fuck makes a marriage work? How do, you, how do you stay in a relationship with somebody 17 years married for nine where people are getting married and their first 12 months is over? Or people who... Let me stop there. Gary, how do you fucking stay happy in a marriage? Marriage is about sacrifice, communication. It's about um, compromising, and it's about the inner... Me being married to... The inner connection, not your outside influence. Whenever there's outside influence in anything, it destroys the inside. You can affect it. So, again, sacrifice. When we, when we talk as men, we always, I say marriage is sacrifice. And then when people ask me what the sacrifice, oh, that shouldn't be a sacrifice. Everything. I'm going from being an individual who made my own decisions to now giving my time to somebody. Whether I like it or not, it's still a sacrifice. Whether I wanted to do or not, it's still a sacrifice. If I say, Rob, I'm not drinking no more, mm-hmm. just for a good sake, everybody goes out and everybody having a drink, and yo, yo, guy, you want to drink? No, nah, I did it for a good reason, but it's still a sacrifice because now I don't get to enjoy the vibe and the time and stuff like that. So when you do become married, there's sacrifice you got to make in terms of sharing your time. Keep other person in consideration of your decisions. So yes, I, it's a sacrifice. Seeing other things out there that look good, knowing you can't touch. It's a sacrifice. Going against certain instincts that we have where we just like to look. And some like to touch. Sacrifice. Communication. Mm -hmm. Communication not only works outside, but inside of marriage. Because when I say compromise, people can't compromise because they can't communicate. People can't compromise because they can't communicate. So here's what I think is interesting when we talk about compromise and communication. Some people I think are fucking dumb. Yeah. I think sometimes you marry the wrong person. I think some people are with with the wrong person that does not know how to communicate. But I'm compromising on how I communicate not to get you mad. You know what I mean? I get you. I know this is such a, it could be such a crazy conversation of saying, I kind of want to know how you and, shout out to Heidi, fucking love Heidi. Where do you feel like you've compromised the most to make your marriage work? Because to me, 
What scares me is I don't want to lose my identity in a marriage mm-hmm. or in a relationship. See, the, the, you, you don't just compromise in the beginning. The whole journey is compromising because the person you're dating is, shouldn't be the person you end up marrying and dying with. It's growth. You know what I'm saying? So throughout the journey, yes, you're learning yourself, but you got to learn who you are for the other person at the same time. So people want to come into a relationship saying, this is who I am. This other person need to be like that, and they need to fix, and that's how we're going to move forward. Nah, I, I met her as a boy. Mm. You understand? Not knowing necessarily how I'm, I am as a man yet. You okay. understand what I'm saying? Okay. And as you say, cool, this is why I'm as a boy, because sometimes I'll, I'll say it out there for some people. Stop judging men from boys' mistakes. Because mm. sometimes what it is, you see a person as a dude, he's young, he's supposed to live his life a certain way and enjoy certain things, and you use that to judge who you're going to be forever. And what you do is you look at a boy and, and or you, uh, you look at a man sometimes and blame him from who he was before. Nah, I'm, I'm going to grow just like she is going to. Because guess what happened? Sometimes when, you, when you're not together, a person can end up being somebody completely differently. Mm-hmm. So I learn things that I probably wouldn't expect to learn from my wife. I enjoy things that I never thought I would want to enjoy. Mm-hmm. So that's compromise. Mm-hmm. Because what it is is I'm willing to be open-minded to go to, for you to take lead at some point. Um, communication. As you're saying, some people just want to be heard, whether it's their way or not. Sometimes you can't be as passionate in your message as you want because it might hurt the other person's feelings. I hate that shit. Right. So you got to still be able to communicate with people even when emotion is around because emotion has a lot to do with why relationships don't work as well in terms of communication. Y'all women do this all the time. Y'all pissed? What's wrong with you? Nah, I'm fine. I'm good because we're supposed to be mind readers, right? Mm. Y'all want to test dudes. If you have an ego like mine's, I'm going to fail the test just because you tested me. You understand what I'm saying? I asked her once. If she said it again, I'm not going to give a fuck, and I'm going to show how I don't give a fuck. And then you start to play these games, and that's the things that men or people hate in relationships is games when it's the biggest game. So when it comes to making it work, keeping keeping her happy, I'm trying to learn what makes her happy. It's not up to me to make her happy, but I'm trying to find out what to do to maximize it so I could be a part of her happiness. You know what I'm saying? I'm happy my, own, my, my way. I don't need nobody to make me happy. But what she does is she knows when to maximize to be a part of my happiness, to say, where can I come in now, take it to another level, or enjoy it with him so that it becomes our happiness, not just his. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's a lot. Which is why I say it's compromising because there's no, you know, it's, it's, it's not one way for everybody. So when did you go, she no longer needs to be my girl. Mm-hmm. She's not my wife. It's a long fucking time. Before I got married. Right, bef- right before you got, this is what I'm saying. No, this is a long time before I got married. Right, right, right. Oh, so, so in your mind, when did you go, I'm marrying this girl? Mm-hmm. Like, do you remember exactly when you had that thought? Did something happen? To right. go, this is a wife, is a, this is a deserving candidate to be my wife. Um, because I know you have an incredible <laughs> ideology on what makes the world safe and the world work. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to just understand, in your mind, when I go, she's the one. My mom forced me. No, oh, I'm playing, I'm playing, shit. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing with you, I'm fucking with you now. That is incredible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, <Nah>, um... <laughs> <laughs> Good. So what happened is I took it took a very long time to propose because things were too pleasant. 
It's going mm-hmm. too good. I, I wasn't seeing signs of craziness. And I feel like, you know, you got to go through things with people. You know, people want to run away from shit. They want to run away from bad times. They want to run away from hardships and whatever. And I'm looking at it saying, I want to see what happens when shit hits the fan. Because I want to see her personality when she's pissed. I want to see what's going to happen if we go through something. You know what I'm saying? Or even when I go through something, how she's going to help me or respond to my, 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 my situation. And um, for a long time, it was... Well, let me say this, because now I got I to look at a different aspect to say one thing that did make it a long time was because even though we were together, it was that tr- it was that average lifestyle where I work, you work. We live together. We only got one day off together, which is only thing we got in common is bills. Mm. And only you don't really got in common is bills. You don't really know a person just because you live with them and you pass them by, you're not having any highlights. So for a very long time we were in a relationship we only got to go on dates here and there, but we lived together, so we spent, you know, spent bedtime with each other. You know what I'm saying? But you don't learn who you're with at that time. You understand what I'm saying? Because the conversation is, yeah, I got to pay this bill, I got to do that. So it was one of those things where it's kind of like, I just felt like I, I need to know more. I want to know more. It's, it's, mm. it's not being very reserved about it, but it's just you want to know because once you make this decision, you don't want to ever feel like you made the wrong decision or you have to re, you know turn back from that decision. Did you ever feel like you made the wrong decision? When no, because I know by the time I did, I know it was the right decision. Mm-hmm. What, what happened was, death happened in the family. On her side, on my side. Mm-hmm. What happened is um, confusion. It, 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 we, we went through financial crisis. Money has never been a, 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 an issue or any solid topic or subject. Like Money has never been an object in my relationship. If she in front of the bill, she's paying it. If I'm in front of the bill, I'm paying it. It's just, it's just that's how it was. And it started that way. So because of those things, um, I got to that point where a lot of things was happening when she had my back, the role switch in terms of who's providing. I got laid off. She was holding it down. You know what I'm saying? It's like I a do, lot. Of I don't, that's where I want to get to. When you got laid off, and I know I'm going back because today, Gary's fucking rich. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? But I think that right there is what I want to highlight. When the role switch, G. Mm-hmm. What does that do to you, and how do you feel loved? Like, how do you go? Because to me, I think, as a man, it's where it's the biggest challenge, because I think the label that we're given is the provider. Yes, she's going to have to be understanding because things happen, but how do I not feel like I'm not worthy, or how do I, not that I mask it, or what did you go through? Like, was it, did you know from the rip, like, nah, it's, it's whatever, or how did she showcase, like, okay, this is someone that understands me, or was that rough? Like I wanted, I have visions of throwing somebody over a balcony. Well, again, this is again why marriage is kind of different when I see it today, because back then, the, the love you were looking for back then, you, don't, you, don't, you didn't need a resume of a person's financial or, or, or what they did for a living. Um, it wasn't a job interview to, to, to meet a person. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, some people use that and say, well, that's why I work for him. Or some people just fucking listen and, and take it in and say, this is how you should be thinking. Um, money was never an issue. She, her bag was kind of always bigger than mine's. What happened was she had, she was, she was older than me. She was in college. I was a young kid trying to get out the hood, you know what I'm saying, trying to make it. And what it did was upgrade. I felt like financially, when, you know, we say women make us better. I was just trying to make sure that if I'm going to take this in, 
I can provide everything I want to provide for it in terms of going out to eat, shit like that. But anyway, in that aspect, when I got laid off, um, which was like random, it was just 4th of July barbecue, chilling, get a phone call, hey, I don't report back to work. Mm. She was like, all right, well, whatever you got to take care of, I'll take care of. That's, that's it. This, this is where we live, you know? And um, for me, any dude, you want to pull your part. You want to you want to do your your piece. You definitely want to show that we're men because that's what we feel like we're put on this earth to do is provide and, and protect. But the ego did take a hit in terms of I'm gonna really sit back here and watch my girl go out here and bust her ass and sit behind this Call of Duty because I was playing Call of Duty crazy. <laughs> I really sit behind here. I'm wilding on Call of Duty while she's coming in from a hard day's work. Imagine it was. It was, it was just a layoff, so I'm expecting to go back to work. Correct. It wasn't like I was unemployed completely, mm. but at some point, you got to say, it still sucks to sit here watching her go home, go come home sweating from a hard day's work, and I'm just chilling, regardless of what, if the house is clean or not. So it was just, but again, she never made it feel like, I think you got to get your shit together. No snap. This it is because Heidi. I'm supposed. I'm doing what she's supposed to be doing. Heidi's so fucking shit too. Let me tell you something. Business go ups and downs. Period. Your relationship, the roles will switch. Period. Sometimes as a provider and a protector, you have to become a nurturer. Period. You know what I'm saying? Um, sometimes you're gonna want somebody who has your back financially, just in case. Period. It just, those are the things that you got to, that when I say, when sometimes you wait for the worst and you want to see a person operates in the worst, those were the moments that I was waiting to see. Am I, am I a meal ticket? Even though I wasn't thinking that. But that's what some guys are thinking. When shit go bad, is she out? Is she going to find a, another dude that can provide? You know what I'm saying? And I was putting all my dots together, crossing all my T's, and everything that I've experienced so far, I said, this is the one. This is it. It's a person that my, my relationship don't feel like a job. I don't feel like I got a clock in when my girl is around to be a, a dude I'm not. Mm. Um, I got more comfort in being in her space where I could be myself. Um, she never judged me from where I was at, who I was around, or By what family I'm a part of. <laughs> this was Do-Rag Gary, you know what I'm saying? Back oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Back then, you got to judge me. All you can do is look at me and Do-rag judge. Do-Rag Gary... You won't approach it. I want you to understand the level of transformation. They're going to learn today. It's go- oh, yeah. It's- my boy's What I'm gonna- saying is, image and sh- the finances, the way I was looking, I, I wasn't, I, I, it was no potential. It didn't look like no potential, you feel me? She, she was like, yeah, she had to say, ah, this is love, because there ain't nothing else but love over here. Um, when you then say, okay, this is the one, Mm-hmm. Did things feel like they switched after you were married, or it felt like that's my question? Yeah, because sometimes it does switch. Uh, subconsciously, it does. Sometimes things do switch. What switches for both of us? For both of us, things switch because now you feel pressured. You just made this damn commitment, and now you're like, "Damn, it's crazy." You know, you start sweating now. You, now you start. You gotta align things and do do different things moving forward. You know what I'm saying? The, the boyfriend can't just make. You can't make boyfriend decisions as a husband. So here's what I feel like switches. <laughs> Talk to him, G. Here's what I feel like will start to switch. I don't know if every woman does it. 
as I say, let me put my dis, my dis, my perspective up there. I'm not going to do the disclaimer yet because it's not necessary, but I'm going to put my perspective on it. Sometimes when that friend goes on, you think you got somebody forever. Mm. This is my, this is it. Oh, We're going to die together because that's the vows you make. Mm-hmm. And what happens when that comes, comes comfort. Mm. The same things they did to make you want to marry them, they don't do it to keep you because they mm. feel like, well, I got you already. It's like they get fat. They get fat. They don't want to stay in shape. You get, get fat. fat. Ladies, let me tell y'all something. I love y'all. Y'all get fat. And, and we're going to put that out <laughs> there because... Excess, what is it? Excess skin. <laughs> what, what is, <laughs> That's the definition, right? Ex, exce, excessive or excess? Excess, excess skin. Layers of skin right. some shit. You're fat. Now, I'm saying this because, obviously, if you have children, then there's excess skin you can't control. I... Okay. Let's put that out Let's there for the that ones that's watching that's going to say, well, I got fat because I got... Let understood. me, you know, before I get killed, come here, look at me, the camera. You get fat. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying that to be disrespectful or anything like that. It's, you do get fat. You absolutely do. Because yeah. I get fat. We you all get fat. fat. Look at our we high school fat. pictures. You look back at your high school pictures, you done put on some grown men person weight. Exactly. You, you ain't got to... So, I want to make sure that that doesn't get thrown out of context because it's true. We do things that we're not supposed to be doing. And the number one thing is one, you get fat and don't want to be told that you're <laughs> getting fat. Am I, that's the shit. If I'm getting fat, tell me I'm getting fat. Don't tell me I'm looking good. You're lying to me. Right. I'm, I'm fat. Because I'm being honest, some of us look better than we did with the weight on in high school. So <laughs> that's true. It's, you're gonna, but you're going to get big. You're going to get big. The problem is that is when you get into a, 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 a marriage sometime and you get comfortable and you mm-hmm. feel like I got the person I've been trying to get and I got him. I don't got to do certain things to keep up that flair, to keep looking good because he shouldn't or she shouldn't be going nowhere. The reality is that shouldn't, that's not the way it should be. I should want to go no matter what time of the year it is to look at my wife and say, she's hot. Mm. And I'm glad I made the decision. Not, I'm stuck with you. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? And so those things might change for some people because when that finger goes on, obligation starts to set in. My husband. It's my husband, here's your role, here's what you got to do, here's this, here's that, here's that. And you get into obligation mode and what the purpose is. And sometimes that can change and makes things, I guess, not enjoyable and not fun anymore. And, you know, that, can, that can be the seed that can fucking plant a tree of dis- destruction. So is it a conversation you and your wife are having once you're married? Like, look, this is what I think is going to make the marriage work. Or is it a conversation going into it as of like it's a business plan almost, you know what I'm saying? Or are you course correcting as it goes? Because... Bro, a relate to me, Gary, bro, mm-hmm. a relationship is the most beautiful, most confusing shit in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm not in one. I love them and I'm afraid of them. Right. I love them because I feel like they're, they're designed to make us better. Mm-hmm. You know, the most powerful thing in the world is collaboration, understanding your strengths, etc. I don't like them, I scare them because some of them feel they come with entitlement. Right. They come with powerless conversation, things to take you away, distraction. Sometimes you are in there to strictly distract a person. Right. And I'll be honest, that's not relationship, that's people. That has nothing to do with the title, or nothing to do with being in a relationship. That could be a, your homeboy. You know what I'm saying? Some people feel entitled that you're supposed to be loyal to them regardless because y'all from the sandbox, but yet there's nothing to do to keep that, that loyalty. You know what I'm saying? It's just, that's just people. People do that. Mm. So when you talk about marriage, 
And why I said it before was like, yeah, I understand why you don't believe in marriage. I understand why I could look at marriage and say, I can, I, maybe I don't believe in it too. But oh, you a married man. How could a married man not believe in marriage? And then somebody, some hating ass motherfucker going, watch this. See, see, hey man, Heidi, you know what your husband is saying on Robin? Here's the reality is, I'm a traditional man. Mm. She's a traditional woman. Mm. We have very similar core values where we love and compromise those values and we learn as we go. Okay. Today what I see is untraditional women, as they say, act a different way, but yet expect niggas to some sort of be traditional? I just don't know. Is women the only one that's supposed to evolve today or is the men supposed to change? Like, what does an untraditional guy, what is his role? What is he supposed to look like? Because you want to be untraditional, but then you want a traditional dude. I was having this conversation. And it's different. And that's the conversation. This is stuff I learned from my mom. I have these conversations with her because um, she has her time, I have my time, and there's a new time, right? One more time? She has her time, I have my time, and there's a new time. So we discuss relationships. She's telling me about how things were back in the day with her dad when they loved each other mm. and what was important. Then I have my time, and I'm saying, yeah, we have a little bit of that, but there's some other things that we've learned that is necessary in a relationship today. It's not just love. Mm. And then there's a new time where... What I believe in, a lot of people are like, well, it's way more than just that. You got to have this. You got to have that. You got to have that. And there's so much things necessary to make a relationship work today. And some people will look at my relationship and say, well, yeah, you, know, you met your girl back way back, back when, when women right. were kind of different, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It's just about value system, man, what's important to you. So if you meet a person with a different value system, it's not going to work. It's the people. I think this is a perfect time to set the disclaimer. <laughs> Oh, yeah. We'll set it out That's, there now. This is the Gary disclaimer right here. I'll let you say your disclaimer because I think I want to get into spots that are going to make some people stand up in their seat in okay. some degree. Um, but I want people to know that we're coming from a good place. Like, if you haven't seen it by now, I'll get it by now. As I joke or I speak, I really come from a, heart, a, a place of love. And to me, I feel like being direct with the intention to better people. Um, is needed in a world of sensitivity today, right? Uh, but there's there's very intri intriguing conversations that if there's a man that can give perspective <laughs> to shit this wild, <laughs> it's Gary, because this is a married man. But what's your belief? <laughs> All right, let me sip on this. Let me, let me what's your belief on side chicks, though? All right, so let me, un look, look at me. <laughs> Here's where this comes from. I told I mentioned my mom, right? Yes. That, that, that in her. Yep. I was at a point in time when I was doing internet radio. I used to live on Twitter. Mm. And my purpose was to let my alter ego that I know I have from my mom's side flourish. And my job was to piss people off. And I'm a troll. If you know me, you know that. You know, I'm always going, I, you know, I'm like most comedians, man. They know how to look at the other side of things and make a joke out of it. I'm here to piss some people off. Rob brought me here to ruffle some feathers and piss people off. But my disclaimer is, this is just my perspective. Um, that's the main thing I live by is perspective. Um, my decisions based on my perspective is what determines my lifestyle. So even though I look at certain things a certain way and I troll people and make fun of certain things, that doesn't necessarily, that's how I look at my life or how I live my life, like on marriage. Yeah, I might say, man, I don't believe in it. He's, I don't believe, but he's a married man. That's just a perspective I'm able to agree with his time today 
to say, damn, I can see why you see that way, but that doesn't mean that's the decision I'm going to make. What was your question again? That's my disclaimer. So I'm here to piss some people off, ruffle some feathers, but we're going to talk about it. My we're question talk about was, what's your belief uh-huh. on side chicks? I always said this, and I had tweeted about this. I said this on internet radio. They're necessary because they bring balance in the world. Why is that? Yeah, you're going to make that a clip, too. And everybody going to watch it. But here's, here's, here's what it is. Here's what it is. So, see, hold on. But wait, bro. Before you go off. Get... Before you go off. Because if you're married, mm -hmm. and this is a perspective I used to be going, how is side chicks balanced? Like, they bring balance to the earth? Maybe I could word it differently, no, but, but I fuck with it. That's just, that's just what came out of my mouth. Let me hear that. Um, again, I don't, part, I don't, I don't marry. I'm, I, I don't have to participate in that side because I've won. I've, I've got what I wanted. Copy. But here's why I say that. It's because the reality is, as we talk about comfort and all that, yo, some people need fair loss just so they can act. Mm. The reality is, okay, you're in a relationship. Cool. Fine. Um, you get comfortable. You don't do the things. You don't want to do your hair no more. Niggas is getting fat, all this other shit. Yeah. If you know somebody else is out there eyeing your dude, you're going to fucking put some pep in that step, get in that gym. Get, in that, get on the stand, master. Let's not even make it just on women. Let's, let's talk about the let's dudes. Talk about, let's let's talk about, about the dudes out here who need motivation to go out there, get to the bag, who need to get in the gym and get in shape so they can look good, who need to dress clean, keep a clean haircut. Who need to know how to clean their fucking crib. Right, who, needs to, who needs to make sure that they right. support their women and make them feel good and shit like that. If there's a side nigga out there, <laughs> chances are you're going to move a little differently if mm. somebody's on the text or somebody's in the DM. So you ever notice when you're dating somebody, when you're in the market, you have options. There's nobody who you made a decision to yet, but you have multiple options of saying, which one am I going to give the most time to? Which one is the one? And usually when you have the options, that's when people get aggressive. Like, yeah, I want to make sure. Because even when I met my wife back way back when, I'm like, yo, I want to make sure. I want to make sure I operate to where if there is another person that she mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. I'm the one that stand out. I should put a pep in my step. Mm -hmm. I had to make sure, hey, man, what time you get off work? What way you get off school? Man, let me bring something. I wouldn't, nobody would operate that way if there wasn't other people Copy. trying to be in the market for that person or trying to be out there to say, all right, well, you get it fat if you want. When she in the gym and she working out, there's a, another dude right next to her with the, with the weights in her hand, whispering her, hey, hey, you need help with that weight? Mm -hmm. um, so what I'm saying is I don't necessarily say it to say, you need to have a side chick to have balance, but they create fair losses with them being in the environment, which keeps a balance to say, I need to be on my game to make my person or my wife or my spouse or my partner, whoever, always let them know that I'm going to do what I need to do to make sure that they never have to look left and right, period. That's where the balance comes in. You need fair loss to get some people off their ass to do the right things. Got it. And unfortunately, some niggas don't move until they get caught. That's when they want to show love, yeah. right? Some girls, um, yeah, some dudes, until a girl is out there in Miami with her homegirls on a girl's trip, they don't want to go nowhere. He ain't going to say it, but I'm going to say it. I'm going to let you know right now. If, here's how I operate, G. Mm -hmm. If my, for me, for peace of mind and sanity. And I missed one point, but go ahead. I'm going to get you right to it. If I got a girl and she's going on a girl trip, for me, I promise you it brings me peace. In my mind, she's getting ran through. Because chances are she might be, based on who she's going. For me, it'd be in peace. I'm like, she's on vacation, getting her shit spanked by Derek with colored eyes, bro, from Canada. 
Like for me, because here's why. She doesn't, I'm thinking of the worst case scenario. And before she books that trip, I go, just put a condom on in my mind. If <laughs> my mother, mother say, just put a condom on and don't suck his dick, and oh we good. My you know God, what Come home and show me the same damn love. Don't cheat on me, but I'm gonna leave for me to be at peace because you there with ratchet number five thousand, who fucked everybody. That friend you want to trip on, she's trying to fuck me. Especially, and, especially if you you've been the girlfriend who always made the outside influence affect the inside, then there's no security mm. for your man to know you going out with your homegirls and their opinions don't matter to you. Mm-hmm. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So that's why that part was important. So when things like this happen to transpire, are this, has you, have you built security or insecurity in your relationship mm. to where a person says, man, I'm going on a guy's trip. You're like, damn. Right. Right. Also, it brings balance because sometimes you 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 know you don't appreciate what you have until you're about to lose it type of type of thing. Mm. And some guys will be in a relationship with a good lady. Some girls will be in a relationship with a good dude, and they don't see that because their head is on a swivel, or because their 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 spouse is boring or some some shit. You know how right, people right. is eighty right, twenty right. a rule. Right, right. You could be having everything that you Bikes. need in a relationship, but Bikes. the twenty percent is what catches your eye. For sure. Sure. And then you go step out, get annoyed by the person you dating, the side, whatever it is, and you go home and realize, what the fuck was I doing? What the fuck was I that thinking? Was stupid as fuck. Fact. I'm good over here. I've, now, and I'm going to say this too as I make that comment, because I want to I spin back. I want to just, on record go, I believe in being faithful. For a fact. I exercise that wholeheartedly when I'm in a relationship. It's the ease, though, to know that if I have a girl that goes on vacation, she knows what she got. Mm-hmm. I'm saying the worst case scenario because I don't see some nasty shit with married people, et cetera. I'm not going to be with somebody that I can't trust. You get what I'm saying? But for me, if you are in a place in your life where you feel like you have not explored and done this, and that's something you want to put in your tank, then go ahead and live that, baby. Put a condom on. But even think about it like this. How much time, you know, you go, um, back in the day, I, I didn't travel like that. So, you know, Heidi was the one that got me into traveling. But she said, oh, man, let's go on a trip. I don't want to lead. I don't want to go nowhere. Right. I just want to spend on my. I wasn't. You know, I didn't want to explore. Right. If she would have popped up one day, say I'm going on a girls trip, how could I be mad? I said I didn't want to go nowhere. It's a fact. I wasn't. That wasn't my priority to go and explore the world with you. You want to do it? I kept turning it down. Like ah, mm. oh, not right now. Next thing you know, the homegirls want to go somewhere. Your heart beating fast now. <laughs> oh fact. shit. Nah, babe, just go with me. Yeah, I'm coming. Too late. I'm coming. Exactly. Now. You can't book so flight seven hundred. These are why I say. What happens is you got to compromise and you got to learn and you got to do these things and, and step out of your element to help your relationship so that there's security and it feels, you know, when, when things happen. So, yeah, they, it, that fair loss is necessary, man. Here's what I want to ask now since we speak on travel. Let's, I think it's the perfect segue. Then you, I meet Gary. Again, this is one of my guests who I'm fortunate to meet in network marketing. Um, well, shout out to side chicks out there. Nah, fuck them. I'm fucking with people. I should fuck with people. Rob got me drinking beer. I would do this. What the fuck did you just I say? I just say shout out to them. Oh, I ain't so mad at nobody, man. Everybody got a purpose. I don't mean I got to participate or I need it, but you, you have a place. That's a fact. That's a fact. Hit me out. When you now decide to take an entrepreneurship route, because you were a man who worked at Con Edison. Yes. Uh, you didn't make much. At all. 
You got to, you got good. With, I think there's something that I never forget. You said twenty three hundred dollars a month. Twenty three hundred dollars a month to then say I'm gonna now seek entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. What's that conversation like at home? Uh, what I also want to speak on is how you overcome fear, right? Because Gary was a quote unquote introvert. This guy's not a fucking introvert. It's not a fucking introvert. This guy's not still. Not an introvert. The guy speaks a lot. But speaking was something that you were fearful of. Speaking. Flying. Everything. Everything. I was afraid of Flying, speaking, speaking etc. And how did you overcome that when now it requires you to fly, speak, train, call, and then got rich mm-hmm. in, in acting in your fear? Something you want to tell us? No? Okay. Um, few things, very simple, man. Once you have your back against the wall, there's only one direction you, you, you're going to go in. Um, that layoff, as I say, me sitting at home, waiting on, on, on income, watching my lady work hard, a part of me sat there and thinking, like, especially making the decision to become an entrepreneur, she can't help you make the decisions to take care of her. Mm. Whether she likes it or not, it's your job to provide and make sure you can make the right decisions to make that happen. Period. She might be mad, but she's taken care of. Mm. And ain't nobody going to be mad that they're taken care of. You understand? In that mm. aspect. So I had to look at it, and sometimes as, a, as a, having a partner, you, you want to get the other person's opinion, and you, know, you want to respect them by, again, compromise. I want you to let you, let you know where I'm at. But the reality is, how can I, I always say this to people, sometimes if don't look for help from a person who you've been helping them the most of their life. I'm not saying I was taking care of my wife, but I have to bring my half to the table. Let me make the decision to do that. And I'm looking at my, that saying, are you going to ask for her permission to be a man? Are you going to ask for her permission to go make money? Or you don't need her to agree with what you're doing? Because the reality is, she didn't meet you like that. You was making your own decision. That's what she liked about you. Mm. And um, I made the decision. She had no clue what was going on. Um, I looked at it saying, it can't get no worse than this. It's always a person that don't have nothing to lose that think they got shit to lose. (laughs) Why? Isn't that a fucking fact? That's a fact. Like, I ain't got shit, but yo, man, I don't want to lose nothing. I don't want to lose nothing. fuck I got to lose? I got nothing to lose. Perspective is crazy. So I started making decisions. I started saying yes to things I would never said yes to. Um, and I got uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable where I was. I always say, you know, I, I could be broken quiet. I'm going to start getting rich and make some noise. You know what I'm saying? And I knew broken quiet for a very long time. And I started to settle in broken quiet because now, you know, you're working your job. You're trying to find happiness with nothing, saying, oh, money ain't everything and all this other stuff. And, and yeah, that's a broke man conversation because ain't, ain't, ain't rich people ain't out there saying that. But you find comfort. You try to find your way to settle and be happy, which is, I'm not going to even say it's cool today because it's not cool. Mm. Um, and I had to kind of completely get rid of that mindset and say, well... Try new things. Everything that's, that's, that's new is going to be challenging, and you're going to have to do something. So I had to speak to people. 
I, I had to pick up the phone to make some phone. All that shit was uncomfortable. The decision was uncomfortable. Spending the money I didn't have was uncomfortable to become an entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? Um, dealing with family, every, the entire thing. There was no comfort anywhere in making the decision to change my life. Here's what I admire about you. You don't tend to have average results in anything I watch you do. Mm-hmm. Never. And you do it so silently. When you're quiet, I know big sh- Like, to, to say what you're saying, silent and broke, you master silent and rich. <laughs> right? Whatever I know, I'm like, yo, Gary's quiet. Mm-hmm. Me. I, I went quiet on social media trying to figure myself out to come back out. But when I look, I go, why is Gary so quiet? From a man who's mentored, let me say this on record. There's a lot of mentorships out there today. It's a lot of people that do things. About, no, no, no. I've watched the fruits of this man mentorship flourish into hundreds of thousands of dollars and hundreds of thousands of people. There was a time you built in another country. Mm-hmm. 10,000 sales, 10,000 people are in your organization. Right. In a matter of how long was that, you remember? The first time around? Less than 10 months, something like that. Less than 10 months. Yeah. And then you lose that 10,000. Yeah, within two months. In two fucking months. <laughs> Where's your mind, right? Because some people are starting entrepreneurship and we're speaking on it and mindset on it, but then they start and they get a good run. And it starts to go well. And you get in this bubble where you think it's only going to look like this. And then you get punched in your fucking mouth. Yes. So hard. 10,000 is a lot of fucking people. But to lose them in two months, I don't even know how you can even process that. What are you doing in that time? That's one. Number two, is your wife a conversation? Because for me, I'm fearful of bringing this information. Because I think that person's going to think that we're in, we're in danger of how we live. Right. I'm kind of curious to know it's one, how do you deal with it first? And two, are you having the same conversation with uh, your wife? Because she's not part of your business, but now that business is changing the way you live. Right. So I was not having a conversation with her about it. Because mm. um, remember, I'm, my decision to get in business was I got to do what I got to do to make sure you, I provide, I take care of you. Um. I didn't want her to watch if I'm worrying. My I'm wife got my back. Though, my Ten. wife got my back. Mm. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And here's the type of wife I have. If things look like it's going to financially get tight, she's going to stop what she's doing to take pressure off of my back. Mm. I don't want her. It's not her job. Well, I don't want her. So if she wants to do it. I don't want her to feel like she has to stop what she's doing to take pressure off my back. I want to make sure I have the pressure that I need to do to perform to make sure she can keep doing what she's doing. But I'm happy for the fact that I got somebody that's willing to say, when times get tough, I'm ready to scale back with you. I want to do things. But I just didn't want the worry because I needed the comfort. If I tell her what's going on, she's worried that I'm worried, where does my comfort come from? You understand what I'm saying? You can feel energy from a person. You could feel when your, your partner's pissed off when you walk in the house. I don't want her to be rubbing my head or we be hugging or I walk in the door and she's giving me this nervous look of, damn, his day must have been worse. I want to walk into a peace of mind so when I walk into the door, even though it's pouring raining outside, I want a smile on the face, like I'm happy you're home. 
So now, I love that. Is that because in this moment, even though you've made so much, lost so much at the same time, it didn't change how you were living financially? Like, were you financially set? I guess my question is, how do you structure your finances where your energy doesn't change when the ups and downs are happening with your house? Because that's a big hit. So a lot of people got to realize this. We, we have all of the tools necessary to go through the things we're going to go through in life. Um, you driving a car, catch a flat. You got the spare. You just don't know how to use it. Mm. And, and sometimes what it is, what I realize is all the development, all, me being broke, period, made me resourceful as fuck. People ask, how do I know how to handle my money? How do I, how, how do I know how to spend my money? When you don't have it, you're going to learn how to stretch it. So when I do have it, I could stretch it even longer. You understand what I'm saying? But a lot of the habits I have now came from when I didn't have it. You know what I'm saying? So maybe y'all will figure that one out later, but... So what happens now is I got to a point where I'm, I'm like, okay, moving to Florida was a big change for me because I don't have no family there. Overprepared, so you know, I want to have over $100,000 cash capital to move to Florida and all that. Did all that. Said that shit in that mouth. And then, I have over $100,000 cash, moved to Florida, did all cause that. Because I made the move, so, you know, it, 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 it happened. Right. And then we do get this nice business place, we furnish it, and then the moment we do that, moment, I moved, in, I moved to Florida, what, 2016, 17 in, in July? And the moment we moved to Florida, check stopped coming in. Then I had a baby in August. Shout out to Vegas. Right? Mm. Too much time in Vegas. So, so much thing. Mind you, the move took thousands of dollars, not 10, not 20, not 30, way more than that. Right. And what I what I what I what I I spent so much hard effort to get to that point. There was no way I don't have I say this I don't have the luxury like some of y'all lazy motherfuckers out there to sit down and worry as long as I do because some people spend too much time thinking about worrying about it what's happening in life and da 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 maybe because you don't have mouths to feed or you don't have nobody to take care of maybe you don't care that much about yourself that's why you sit down so long in agony. But I don't got the luxury to sit down and think for three days what we're going to do. We got to get to work. Mm. And that's what I did. I said, you know what? I got to work on my finances. I got to make sure that no matter what happens in business, my family doesn't feel it. That's my, that's my job. My, my, I, my dad is, is that type of dude. And I, I don't know what he's been through financially, but I know that was his mindset to say, my kids ain't going to know we broke. We growing up not knowing we was broke. So... Um, I structure my finances this way. Wealth to me is, and this is me, obviously you've heard the books and you read it. How long can you live without another dollar coming in? Right? How long? Based on my expenses. So I know I'm cool. If I got a million dollars, but every year is $200,000 in expenses, and no other check comes in, or there's a time in business where money, no money's made, how long am I going to be able to live for that? On that? Five years. Four or five years. If I lower those expenses then I extend the time that I have to re course. What I just did is set myself up to say, my foundation is laid to where I have more than enough time to get back on my feet. Based on what I have, where my expenses are. Now I did lower my expenses at those times. 
got rid of one of my cars, Lisa. I said, cool. I was, I was just cutting back. I was cutting back. I was cutting back just because it will relieve the stress of me thinking I need to be able to get things done in two weeks. I think I don't want to rob people from this. I want you to understand that Gary was, he, he, had, a, he had a level where he was making 30000 a month. Mm-hmm. Residu- like it was almost residually. I mean, the ma- the yeah, residual was for almost five years. Five years, yeah. thirty thousand a month. Okay, quietly. To I ain't then, got it by the wife. You watch this. I ain't got it. <laughs> to then go, I had to then scale back. Does that do something to your ego? Does mm-hmm. it do something to your mindset? Uh, where do you stay there? Because I feel like what social media shows today is you go buy that car. Right. Don't ever tr- die in that shit. Don't ever turn that shit in, et cetera. Um, and it was a Range Rover you, you were driving then. You had a Porsche, a Porsche Rain, at the time. Uh, BMW. BMW. You never were the super flashy guy with your stuff, but it's what you had. What does that do to your ego? Mm-hmm. What does it do to your mindset? Do you have ego here? How does that when things get better again, do I say I want to get him again? Like, where's right. Gary's? Because Gary's mad rich, so I just want to know what he's going to do next. I got it. So, a lot of things, man, that, that, that was, a, that was a, a, a lesson in itself because what happens is um, when you going through those times, ain't nobody to call to pay no bills for you. Mm. The same people you do excuse me, the same decisions you make to impress people with those things you have to show you're successful. Because, you know, in our, in our industry, we wanted to show. We wanted to let people know it was real. It wasn't necessarily done to be flashy. We just say, people, here's the possibilities. Because sometimes people don't listen to your words. They watch what you have. And we thought we wanted to show people what getting out the hood looks like, what getting what you want, what hard work paying off looks like. That's why a lot, I had a lot of that stuff. And because I enjoy cars. But when... When shit go bad, ain't nobody to call to help. And at that point, you got to start checking your own ego. Because what happened is now you, you dis- you're self-destruction at that point. You know what I'm saying? And I got to a point when I always had this in me where you got to just not give a fuck what people think. And that switch went off. It wasn't a little switch. It wasn't these new push switches. It was a. It was a. It was one of them Just the factory whole shit. The lights. <laughs> right. Don't give a fuck what people think, cause ain't nobody gonna pay your bills. Ain't no gotta put food in your kid's mouth. Um, and that's when I realized, as I used to always study and we used to develop ourselves, we always used to say, "Man, what we have don't determine who we are. Money makes you more of what you really are, and all this other shit." And I'm like. If me doing financial things for me really affects my person, like it doesn't take away from who I am. These materials shouldn't determine who I am. I need to check my own ego. I don't need nobody else to check me but me. So not only was it hard, but it, I, I made it a challenge to say, let's see if you really are who you say you are. It's cool to say you ain't got no ego when you're in a Range Rover. It's cool to say you ain't got no ego when you got five beds and all that. You know what I'm saying? When your bank account's full. Draw something else. And let's see if you really can walk with your chest up. Be confident. When you say, oh, you don't care what people think, let's put, give them something to think about. 
And let's see if their opinion really matters to you. Because a lot of people say, oh, I don't give a fuck what people think. Yeah, until you hear it. And here's where it checked me one time. I remember I was, uh, I was driving one of my cars. It wasn't my, my truck. I was a Porsche or something. And something happened where it went to the shop. Probably check up. Well, I, I remember this time. But I usually wake up, go play basketball at the gym. And because it was like one of those emergency last-minute appointments, yep. Yep. they gave me a rental car that wasn't a Porsche. They gave me a Nissan Altima. Oof, the, the infamous Nissan. Yeah, I felt so small driving. Like, I got in the car, driving to the gym, and a part of me is like, damn, I, I just feel so small in it. Like, I just felt like, I'm be honest, I felt like a nobody, a nothing, mm. to the point where I'm even pat. Parking the shit far, far from where I'm gonna go play ball. Mind you, nothing changed financially. Right. Still own both my cars. Just what I was driving. That's when I realized I had a fucking ego that I needed to check. Mm. It's just me and me and the Altima. And um, I challenged myself. I got rid of the car and bought a Lexus because I'm saying you're not who you say you are. Mm. Until that person really needs to show up, and I wanted to force that person out there to say. Cool, you might not be losing money. You probably can still afford to keep this thing. Make the decision to force yourself to show up. Let's see if you can really do it. And I, and I did. I started making those decisions. I started really challenging myself to not make material things determine my, my, my emotion. And I challenged myself. Which is why my give a fuck lever is it's crazy right now. I don't give a fuck what people think. I don't want people to know what I got. I, I don't want people to know what I'm doing. I know. Um, Why? Huh? Why? Because it doesn't to. fucking matter because everybody else is lying about what the fuck they doing. Why, do, why would I believe them and why would I want them in my business? So here's what I'm saying. Here's why I say why and the reason I ask this way. Because I feel like you bring so much truth to what your process is or what a process looks like. Mm -hmm. And when you're in silence, I know you're doing things and you're working on things. But then there's the people who are not doing the things that they're saying and they're yelling out here. Right. And they're going, rah, 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 this is how you do this, this is how you do that. Does anything in you feel like, I'm going to come out here and talk again about what I do? Or mm -hmm. this is how I, this is what I have. This is how I attain it. Do you ever think you're going to be in that, like make that switch? I'm just curious. I don't want to participate in the fuck shit that's happening in the world right now, man. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I've, there's a lot of false prophets out there. There's a lot of people just who have platforms that have them. Um, people can, it, it seems like the people who make the most noise seem like they're telling the most truth. And that's not what's really happening. You know what I'm saying? And the reality is if you're a person who's worked so hard, who's helped so much people, who regardless of what you're doing, whatever you're doing out there, when you're the credible person who knows you can say those things and you feel like you got to prove yourself to people who capping and lying, that's not a fair fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, why should I fucking go out there and push myself out there? Because the people want to listen to the noise or the people get distracted easily. So I'm supposed to put work in because you want to listen to what you see? Nah, I'm, I'm good on that. I, I, I learned at this point that some people who really know you and who really need your help and know what you're capable of will come to you in confidence. And you can help them more that way, I feel, I feel like, that's personally me, I feel like I, I could do more if I know more about you and helping you go the right direction. But some people want to see pro productivity and think is, uh, and think is uh, they want to see activity and think it's productive, basically. 
And um, I've been giving content for years, bro. It's almost been a decade of us going out there and, right. and, and, and giving free game and giving value, talk about finances. One of the things I realized is that if it ain't network marketing from what people know me for, they probably don't respect my opinion. They don't know the value outside of that. Cool. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, only other people who were that close to me in that process would know where other value comes from. Um, but I just also feel like regardless of what's going on, I could go out here and I could give the best and you could give the rawest and you could do all this other stuff. And you give your heart out there. Some people are still going to see the fluff, the fake, the Instagram and still question, hmm, which direction should I take? And I'm not doing all that for no reason, especially if I'm not expecting to get paid from it. And I don't expect to get paid from helping people at this point or giving that kind of value. You know what I'm saying? I'm not right. doing it for a paycheck. So um, would I ever go out there and start doing that stuff? I'm not going to say never because it's fulfilling to help. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've, I've trained myself for a decade to, be, to serve and to help people. So I'm not going to say never to say never. It's just that right now the weird thing is, I give it a rock. If you look at your Instagram, because I know you haven't been on there in a while, and there's reasons. Look at the Instagram and you go check. There's people who you know. You know their life. You see their posts. And you know that's bullshit. Right? Right. Right. For you to now look at Instagram and go follow other people you don't know and think their life is real, mm. that makes no fucking sense. I know my people not telling the truth. Mm. Why the fuck am I going to go believe this person telling me the truth? Mm. You know what I'm saying? So what I, you can't fool me if I can see what's happening behind the scenes. Y'all not magicians out here with this shit. And... For me, that's why I'm not so embedded and soaked into what I see or what I want to give on social media because the reality is I ain't got shit to sell. As I'm here today, I ain't got shit to sell. I've got me talking. But I also believe don't market with what you're not selling, which is why I don't post my relationship like that, which Talk is why it. I don't be out here posting my kids or my love and all this because none of that shit is up for sale, meaning I don't need your fucking opinion. Mm. So why put it out there? Mm. Sometimes, I remember I used to tell you that sometimes, ladies, I'll say it to y'all, fellas, the reason why some people in your man DM or your woman DM is because of you. Yeah, I don't think bitches in DM. Your fault. Because you posting how good the nigga is. You posting how sexy it is. You posting, you atting her. And then niggas in the DM saying, since I can't find no other good shit, I'm going to take yours. And nowadays, if you want a good relationship or a good nigga, you have to take him somebody else. Because good niggas ain't just walking around. Good relationships ain't just, even if you find a good dude, you're going to think something wrong with him because he's single. He must be a player. Even if you see a nice chick and she's single, something wrong with you. you got to be crazy. So the reality is people feel the need of, of saying they want what they can't have. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm not here posting out shit because you can't have my shit and I'm not going to show it to you. So let me ask another question. In the world. <laughs> Went crazy right there, right? My fault. He's outside. My man's outside. Since we spoke on network marketing, here's what I believe you made so appealing. You didn't have to have the biggest following on social media to make the most money in the room. You proved that. You didn't have to be a manipulator to go make the most money in the room. Mm -hmm. You proved that. For me, I can't speak on network marketing today because I'm no longer part of network marketing. I'm not an active person in network marketing. But here's what I do see happen. People starting to hit me up. Mm -hmm. 
as if we had a relationship, as if they care about what I'm doing. Why do network marketers, I'm going to speak to them because there's good things about network marketing, but why do people speak or address people in such a manipulative way? Why do people believe, I was saying network marketing, that you got to show or do this or act like I care about what you're going through mm-hmm. just so I can sell you. But why do people think that that's effective and why do you think the approach you take of, yo, this may be for you, this may be not. This is what I'm doing. I'm just trying to see where you're at. Right. Why, does, why, why do I see, I believe that's more dominant and I think it loses its appeal. So one thing is, the main thing is, it is effective. Because the reality is, Rob, you've never been the flashy type of person. Never. And maybe the reason why some people didn't join you because he wasn't. Okay. How many times did somebody say, man, if you get the BMW, then I'll join? <laughs> get what I'm saying? Yeah. So the same thing. And I got it and didn't join. Huh? Then I got it and didn't, didn't They didn't still didn't join, join but the, 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 the reality is the same thing. People need to see it to believe it. Huh? And if you know that's what's catching them as a salesperson, you're going to sell them what they want. It's not my job to sell you what I want. It's my job to sell you what you want. So if you want to see Flash and all that to buy into it, that's what they are trained to sell. Why I don't do that is because I'm going to have to dis- be destructive in who I am just to get your attention. I'm not going to do that to myself because I'm not doing this for you, and you ain't doing this for me. You doing this for you. I'm doing this for me. Another, anybody, you got a knife on you? Anybody got a knife on them? You know why he ain't got a knife on him? Because he's in Jersey. He's a nice guy. Nah. <laughs> he's not in Brooklyn. Nah. <laughs> when you hear the word knife, if you walk outside and you walk around with a knife, what is that considered? A weapon. A weapon. If it's in the kitchen, what is it? A tool. A tool. I'm a fucking chef, bro. I use network marketing as a tool. Mm. If you put this industry in the wrong fucking hands, it is a weapon and it will kill and destroy people, bro. You have a license to drive. When you get on the road, you have the equipment, you did the training to drive. That's why you have a license. When you join network marketing, you're amateur, you don't know shit about it. And what they did was they took an amateur person who does not know how to control a car and they put him behind the wheel. You know what I'm saying? So to you, it's a vehicle heavy fucking to somebody else. Real shit. You put them behind the wheel and they don't know how to drive, they're going to fucking kill somebody. And network marketing is one of the best business models, word of mouth specifically, is the best business model out there, best form of the business. I agree with that. Why? Every fucking person that joins it has no business experience. That's the double-edged sword. So you go out there, you make promises you can't fulfill, you lie just to get people to come your way, you manipulate just so people can see your perspective. And what you're using that as at that point is you're a person walking around with a knife, it's a weapon, you're, you're a child, a four-year-old behind a car, the wheel of a car. And in business, traditional business, why we, you know, people pr- respect it so much, you have to learn so much and be cer- certified to have a successful traditional business that it's not considered a weapon. You understand what I'm saying? You get the analogy on that. Sure, sure. See, when we get in a car, uh, 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 there's one, people, one person looks at it and says, I'm driving this shit. I can take people along this journey. These people are joining me and driving with me because they feel like 
it's a safe journey to get them to where they want to go. There's nobody's going to get in the car with a four-year-old or a child. You're concerned about your car and your vehicle working for you. You put a kid behind that wheel, my concern will be who he's going to hit. It ain't going to be him crashing the car. When you put network marketing in an, in an asshole's hand or with a person who uses it as a weapon, they're trying to protect their car. They don't give a fuck who they hit on the journey. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. When I look at network marketing, I'm concerned about who the fuck are they going to hit. Mm. You getting the phone calls. They thinking about them. When I make the phone calls, I'm thinking about the person I'm calling. 